Do you ever hear the alarm go off and think, ugh, five more minutes? Well, you are not alone. Welcome to the Life as a Team Sport podcast, where we will take the concepts from sports and apply them to everyday life. So whether you're an athlete, a former athlete, the mom of an athlete, or just love watching sports, we invite you to come along with us as we explore family, faith, fitness, and have a lot of fun doing it. This is a podcast by the women of sport for the women of sport. All right. Well, good morning, Becky. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. You know, last week we recorded from the road and you know what? I'm still on the road. Wow. You're having a long (laughs) road trip. I am. Yeah, I've made it back up to South Carolina, so partway home, but I'm sitting in the parking lot of another baseball field this morning, so, you know, here we go. Wow, that's exciting, though, because it's like part of your life, um, and it's just awesome. It is. It's fun, and now it's Caleb that's playing, so Josh gets to be the spectator, so it's good. That is good. They get to learn to watch each other and encourage each other, and it's not all about them. Right. Exactly. Well, listen, this morning it is going to be Becky and I, but um, I think we've got some really cool things to talk about. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about knowing your gifts and how you contribute, but also how to move from just surviving in survival mode, which I tend to fall into sometimes, like at the tail end of this road trip, I think I've fallen into that a little bit. Um, but just in general, how to move from um, surviving to thriving awesome. and, and like living out your gifts. Yeah. But before we get there, um, Becky, we want to hear your highlight reel. Okay. Well, this is a highlight reel that's been going on since May 22nd, our (laughs) kitchen renovation. And it is getting really exciting because our countertops are coming in on Monday. So that's in a couple days. So really excited about that. And just the progress is amazing. It just kind of shows us like every day, something didn't get done every day because we're doing it ourselves. So projects like that take a little bit longer, but it's really cool that it is coming together and it's really beautiful and it's just neat to have a kitchen and it really makes me appreciate having a kitchen and having a counter and how much we use our sink and our running water. And I've just been noticing that a lot this week and just thankful that it's coming together. So that is my highlight. It's super exciting. And uh, we get to move into finding the backsplash. I haven't even looked because you're not really supposed to look until you're closer to the counters. So uh, we're going to be looking into that this yeah. week. So, Okay. So that's, so you guys are doing every piece of it yourself. Pretty much. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. What's been the hardest part so far? Wow. That's a good question. The hardest part, I guess it's just the waiting and knowing that it's going to come together and knowing that God has a plan and that even though it's not my plan, you know, I wanted it done a month ago. Right. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Literally I wanted it done a month ago before we left for Washington state to see my parents. And that wasn't the case. The counters were in though. And so that was really exciting. Not the counters, the cupboards, the cabinets were in. So that was exciting to leave on a pretty high note and then to get back and just be waiting for the counters and the backsplash and there's always odds and ends. But other than that, it's, it's been exciting. So God's taught us to wait and to just trust that it's coming together. And um, just seeing my husband bloom and like that he can do these things. Like I always knew he was handy. He's handy and he works hard and he'll ask for help, but he's doing it. 
so it's really, it's really a great thing for confidence and for his, um, for him just to say, you know, God gave us these two hands and we can use them. And so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really neat. So you're doing it yourself, which is probably saving a lot of money, but it takes longer doing yes. it that way. But you know, you kind of have pride of ownership. Oh, definitely. You're, you're yeah. Yeah. And That's we have the time. Okay. Yeah. We have the time right now with moving into summer and then I'm off in the summer. Matt is not, but we're able to just make it work. So right. it's cool. Love it. And at the end of it, you're going to have a new kitchen. Yes. And you'll be, I'll be seeing you in August. So you'll be here for the new kitchen. I know. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. It's exciting. Today we wanted to talk about knowing your strengths and, you know, honestly knowing your weaknesses and being able to lean in to your strengths and how that really does help move you from surviving to thriving. So I know we had chatted about this a little bit before we got on the air, but um, what were some of your just kind of initial thoughts on the topic before we dive in? Well, it is summer, so both of us are kind of going 100 miles an hour here and there. But I just felt like when I'm living in my strengths and knowing what God's gifted me, there's just joy in that. I found that I think I had, I know I had to transition from teaching into summer because that's, they're two different roles for me as a, as a mom. And I think I've come over that hump. It's taken me a month, I think, but now that I'm kind of there, I'm back into my gifts more and I'm excited. So I just feel like when we're living in our gifts, there's just excitement and, and you see God differently in your life when you're focused on him and what he has for you. So, yeah. So let's delve into that a little bit, because I know we've talked about the Enneagram and personality and things like that, but that's not exactly what we're talking about here. I think that's part of it, but we're also talking about your spiritual gifts and knowing how God's wired you to do different things, right? Exactly. Okay. So in the Bible, it does talk about having spiritual gifts and when you have chosen to follow Christ, that is something that you are given by the Holy Spirit. So it's not something that you earn. It's something that um, you are given by God um, once you have chosen to follow him. And it talks about that in the Bible. There's a whole bunch of different ones. So if you're not familiar with it, there's a lot of different spiritual gift assessments out there that you can take. True. Um, have you ever taken one? You know, I'm sure I have. I know I have. However, okay. I don't remember exactly what I've been given. However, I do know what mine are, I guess you could say. So, yes. Okay. So what are they? What are yours? Definitely teaching. Okay. Evangelism. And definitely hospitality. Oh, okay. So those are good. So I tend to fall into the leadership and administration categories whenever Mm -hmm. I take those tests. And it's really neat, actually, if you've never taken one to go and take one, because then you can see how the people around you compliment you, because you need those people around you. And that also helps you to move into a thriving situation because if you surround yourself with everybody who has the same exact gift as you, there's no one there to compliment the gifts that you have. Yeah. I like that. Very true. Yeah. So, um, today we want to talk a little bit about your spiritual gifts as well as how that combines with your personality. So, um, Becky and I both really like the Enneagram 
personality tests, but there's lots of personality tests out there. Um, we just like that one, I think partly because I mean, we talked about this before, but it, um, it tells you what your personality looks like when you are in a healthy situation and then when you're not in a healthy situation, what your tendencies can be. And I think that's also a good reminder for me. It's like, oh, I'm starting back into this, you know? Yeah, definitely those behaviors we see when we're not healthy. So for sure. Yeah. So um, the first thing that we we're talking about to move from surviving into thriving is honest self-evaluation. And that requires pulling back, maybe having some time to yourself and really evaluating where am I struggling right now? What's causing me frustration? What's causing me to, to be like, I, I quit. Mommy's <laughs> yeah. taking a time out. <laughs> I'm yes. out of here right? That's good. Yes. What are those things that, that cause you to do that and do some honest self-reflection? Because maybe you're trying to operate out of uh, something that you're, you're not good at and maybe you need to ask for help, right? Maybe you're just not taking care of yourself and therefore you're operating out of exhaustion or tiredness, right? But like honest self-evaluation will help you kind of get to the root of some of that stuff. Yes. And I would add one thing is looking around who you're surrounding yourself with, because Uh I know as women, we can get into uh, relationships that are very um, not healthy and we don't even see it. Sometimes we need other friends to come alongside and say things, you know, and if you're, if you're married, then you could have your spouse sometimes, even if you're married, sometimes it's just a girl, another girlfriend or a mentor or a, a family member that can come alongside. And if you're single, then definitely have a mentor or a friend that can come alongside and say, yeah, you know, that, that, a person may not be lifting you up and encouraging you, or, or maybe it's just too competitive of a friendship or, you know, just lots of different things there, but definitely being honest with, with ourselves is hard. However, it does reap the benefits that we want when we can sit down and say, oh, that's, that's why that's going on, or that's why I'm feeling that way. And the other thing, Patricia, I think about is our feelings. Like as women, we have a lot more emotions. We do. However, it doesn't mean that they're always right or true, but we do need to identify them before we can mm. move move through them. Yeah. So how am I feeling about this right now? Yes. And maybe what, what are the influences of why I'm feeling this way? And, and this is that these are probably going to change because I've gone through some of that this summer already where these feelings are coming from this, but this situation is going to change very soon. So let's see if we can push through here so we can get to here. Yeah. But you've taken the time to sit and identify it. Yes. Because a lot of times we're like, I feel like crap. I don't know why, (laughs) you know, know? and if we don't take the time to sit and really evaluate that we're, we're not going to figure it out. And then we're just going to be like, Oh, man, I suck. Yeah. Well, that's not it. No, (laughs) that's never it. (laughs) Right. That's never it. But so many times we feel like that's it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. So taking a little time out for yourself, Mm -hmm. maybe that's, uh, maybe you need a couple hours, you know, maybe if you've got little ones, you need a friend or a spouse to take the kids right? If you're busy, you just need to take half of a day off. I, I don't know what that is, but uh, figuring out how to do a little bit of self-reflection and figure out why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Right. Yeah. 
Um, and then the other thing that we had talked about that kind of goes along with this, a lot of times it's a struggle to even get to that point, right? Like yes. to identify that stuff. So sitting and making a list of things you're thankful for, mm-hmm. that really puts you in a different mindset, right? It's yes. impossible to be stressed and thankful at the same time. True. And so figuring out what am I thankful for right now and just starting a list, you know, that might take a couple days with a couple things one day and a couple more things the next day, but that will change your mindset and make it easier for you to then be honest, maybe in a positive way (laughs) about (laughs) your self-evaluation. Because a lot of times we're like self-evaluate. Yeah. Okay. Let me think of all the bad things. No, that's not what it's about. Right. Also, you got to we got to remember that our culture is so fast paced and it's fast food and fast everything. And and that's not I don't believe that's really where God wants us. He really wants us to be able to sit still and focus on him and focus on what's going on around us and where he wants us and things like that. Like we have to push up against our culture sometimes and say, no, that's not that's not the best for me. It's not the best. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's true. Well, yeah, we were talking about the Encounter app even this morning uh, before we got on here. And um, what what were you telling me that the Encounter app said this morning? It was really good. Here it is. It is learning to move from blurred distraction to divine focus is a meditation practice that will help serve you well today. And Patricia, as I heard that, my mind was actually going, oh, I need to go buy a nail file today. And then I was like, (laughs) wait a minute, blurred distraction. So I came back, I paused it, and I listened to it a couple more times because, you know, that's our mind. Our mind is on like Mm. 20 different things, and we need to be able to focus it to harness the power that God's given us really. Yeah, that's so real, though. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I love the Encounter app. And when I'm home, I'll sit and listen to it. It's like 15 minutes in the morning. It just helps get you centered. It gives you a scripture and usually a prayer. But there's a lot of uh, white space in there where they just kind of let you pray and meditate and process. But I'll sit there with it and I have my day timer or a notepad or something nearby because I have those thoughts all the time as I'm trying to go through and, you know, pray and meditate in the morning. But if I'll just write it down, then it's out of my mind and I can refocus back. Exactly. And that's the nice gift about a little notebook. You just write it down and then you go right back. Exactly. Because if I don't write it down, then I, (laughs) then I'm busy obsessing about that or it's gone. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. All right. So we want to have self-evaluation and we want to be thankful and make lists of things that we're thankful for. Um, and so then the, the next couple of things is really starting to lean into what am I good at and what do I enjoy? So part of that would be take a personality test. You know, if mm-hmm. you've never taken one, if you want to take the Enneagram or take another one, but you know, take some sort of evaluation where it tells you back, maybe you're having trouble self-evaluating, right? So it'll tell you what are some of the things that you're, you're gifted at or you're strong with. Right. And then the person, the spiritual gifts assessment will also help you to lean into your gifting. So um, I wrote down, there are, I'm just going to list them off just because a lot of times people are like, I don't even know what the spiritual gifts are. So I found a list. I'm not sure it's completely comprehensive, but it lists out leadership, administration, teaching, knowledge, 
wisdom, prophecy, discernment, exhortation, which is like encouraging, shepherding, faith, evangelism, apostleship, service and helps, mercy, giving, and hospitality. Yeah, that's a very exhaustive list. And honestly, as you read them, I'm thinking, no, I'm that one, I'm that one. And so it's kind of it's kind of neat to to go back and really see where God has us and where we can use the different gifts in different areas of our life. Right. Yes, exactly. So where have you seen these or maybe what are some of the places? Because you already listed what some of your spiritual gifts have are and we know um personality wise that you're a seven right <laughs> yep. um becky fun pinio yeah so what are some of the places where you enjoy using your gifts and talents well it's funny you ask because i am headed to church camp at word of life bible institute tomorrow and Woo! that is exactly one of my gifts and that is uh being with kids exhortation um evangelism, I guess it's, it's leadership, but it's, it's really like service and helps, I guess, too. I just, I, I do love children. and I love people. And I kind of thought everybody did, but I learned that a few years ago that like, not everybody loves kids and not everybody <laughs> loves other people. So I realized that is actually a gift. And so I'm going to be using that this week. We're taking 106 students from first grade to 12th grade uh, up to this uh, camp. And so I'm a chaperone. So each day we are on campus all day and we check in with students. We make sure they're doing great and just encouraging them. And, and if, so, if someone gets hurt, I'm the mom. I'm also like, if somebody, something else happens or, you know, whatever they got, I'm there. So if I got to go to the, the hospital or I have to go to, you know, to the nurse's station or, so that's my role this week. And um, I'm excited about it. And I think that is part of my gifting is that I am excited about youth and, and uh, helping them grow. So that's where my gift is going to be seen really soon, Patricia. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So you're excited though, to like hang out with the kids and like do stuff with the kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, that's cool. See, my my mind goes to, oh my gosh, that sounds exhausting. Yes. But I would love to have organized the camp ahead of time. Right. And probably work with like the counselors because they're probably like college age kids, right? Or young adults, right? Those are my people, right? So I, that kind of, that kind of stuff sounds exciting to me, but hanging out with middle school kids all day sounds exhausting. I would need you know, 12 hours of sleep every night. I don't know. Yes. And that's funny because a lot of the moms have said to me, Oh, I'm so glad you're going. Cause it's not, it's not my wheelhouse. And <laughs> that helps me realize, you know, like this is a gift. Like this is a, a, something that God has given me because I do enjoy it. Like it, yeah, it'll be exhausting, but I don't even look at that aspect. Cause I'm just like, it's going to be so great. So, right. you know, I'll yeah. push through those lack of sleep nights and early mornings. I mean, I was up today before six because I'm excited. Like that's my personality. It's like, let's do this. And we don't leave till tomorrow, but I'm, that's definitely part of my, my uh, gifting. So how about you, Patricia, where do you see God using your, your gifts? Yeah. So, um, the, you know, kind of leadership and administration, I think when it boils down, what I really love, and I figured this out, you know, over the years, what I really love is empowering other people to lead. So Mm -hmm. building relationships with people and helping them grow into who God made them to be, and then seeing them go out and use those gifts and talents like that fires me up. I love that probably 
more than anything else. And so in my job with FCA, I get to do that. I work with college athletes and coaches and help them grow in their spiritual walk, help them grow as leaders and as people. And then I'll go and see them speak at an event or I'll go and see them lead a group of kids, Mm -hmm. you know, in a, in a, at a sports camp or even just be a leader on their team. And that just makes me so excited. Yay. That's awesome. And you know what? That, doesn't really excite me. I'm not going to lie. So that's, <laughs> but that's the cool part. That's when you know that that is yeah. your gift, or maybe that's how you know it's not your gift. So for our, our listeners, mm-hmm. as we're sharing our life together on here, and then for others who listen, you know, that is another way to learn your gifts. I know in college, they ha- had us do a lot of different ministries. My husband did that when he went to a church early on. They have you serve in all different elements so that you kind of learn like, okay, no, that is not it. Or <laughs> wow, I actually like that. Some people, you know, Patricia, we didn't talk about this as much because you and I are kind of people, 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 but there's a lot of people that are not, and they find their gifts behind the scenes, the, the right. janitors, the people who set up for events, knock down events. I mean, people that you don't always see. And these people are yeah. so um, instrumental in life absolutely, all the time. And so I feel like they think maybe that's, that's just not good enough, but that's not, that's actually the opposite. We need everybody in the body of Christ really to, to pick up and do where God has called them um, right. and do that. And so I would encourage women and men who, you know, have those other giftings to just to thrive in those and to realize you are needed, you are, you are unique, you're special. And, and those gifts are needed because what if no one was there to, to set up an event or to break it down or yeah. to a nurse's doctors to be there helping, you know, so. I know. Well, I was even just thinking like in a camp setting, you have all that stuff. You have the people that are setting up and breaking down mm-hmm. the sets on the stage. You have the sound people that are making sure that the, um, you know, the chapel or the, you know, whatever goes smoothly up front. You have the people mm-hmm. in the kitchen that are washing dishes and cooking the food. Yeah. Um, you have the nurse. <laughs> Everybody needs a camp nurse. Um, and, you know, at camp, there's always a few people who are exhorters. They're encouragers. You know, Mm -hmm. I always end up with a couple of notes from people that, you know, like they just wrote thank you notes to people on staff at the camp just, you know, to encourage them. And so we need everybody in the body of Christ. That's why it talks about how we are a body. And, you know, it says the hand can't say to the eye, I don't need you. Right. Like we all need each other. And so knowing where we fit is going to help us to thrive and then looking to surround ourselves with people that will complement our gifts. True. So true. Yeah. So the last thing that we had talked about, and I really think this is huge, but it's last because you can't do this until you where you fit. But the last thing is learning to say no. Yes. The word no, that women, I know as a, I know as a woman I struggle with, I've struggled with over the years, but there's so much peace when you can say no and it's okay. Um, I know for me, Patricia, I don't know for you, but I'll share this. I found that when I would just, I learned a phrase, let me get back to you. Let me get back (laughs) to you. You know, and I also used it. Let me talk to my husband. So if you're married, you can, you can use your, because we're a team. If you're a single, Hey, let me get back to you on that. You know, because women, single women are, some people think single women have all the time in the world. And I remember before I was married, like, and that's not the truth. You know, just because right. you're single doesn't mean that, you know, you can do 5,000 things. It means that you still only have 24 hours in the day. Right. So I would encourage, you know, single women as well 
as married to say, yeah, let me think about that. Uh, but as women, we, we struggle saying no, we feel like it's wrong almost. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, Sure. Yeah. And I've gotten definitely better at it over the years. Yeah. Um, but that also is a matter of knowing what I'm good at, what I enjoy, and also what I'm not good at and what I don't enjoy. If I get asked to do a job that I know I'm not well suited for, that's just not my jam. Like they want me to go and be camp counselor for all these middle school kids. Uh, <laughs> pass. Yeah. Pass. And you know what, Patricia, that makes me think like when we say yes to things that are not in our gifting, that actually is a damper for someone who needs to be there. And and we're not going to do a great job because we our heart is not in it. And I've found that over the years. But sometimes you have to do that just to find out, you know, where you're at. Sure. But if you keep doing something that you really aren't gifted, that's a problem. So, you know, we're actually helping someone else come to where they need to be, you know, in life. Exactly. And in- Your no is someone else's yes. That's it. That's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah, because that allows you to not feel like you're letting them down so much as you're helping them find the right person. If you're not the right person, it's okay to say no. Yes, that's so true. I like that the way you phrase that because it's very, it's very true. Yeah. So that's our, that's our helpful tips for today. Hopefully um, that helps somebody out there. I'm just going to run through them one more time. So honest self-evaluation which might mean taking a little time out for yourself to figure that out. Um, Making a list of things you're thankful for, knowing your personality as well as your spiritual gifts, and then looking for opportunities to use those gifts. And maybe you need to talk to people around you, like Becky suggested, and in order to figure that out, Mm because maybe other people can see things that you don't see. Right. And then lastly, don't be afraid to say no. Yeah, those are also good. I'm sure this will help some people. Some women may have never thought of the whole saying no. I struggled with that. So that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, before we let you go, we wanted to share, well, I am going to share something from my blooper reel. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So this is one, this was one of my most embarrassing moment stories um, from high school, actually. (laughs) Um, So I went on a missions trip to Uruguay and Argentina in high school. And it was my first time out of the country. I think I was a sophomore in high school and we went to Uruguay for a week and then we went to Argentina for a week and Uruguay, at least, you know, back then, this was in the nineties, um, Uruguay was a poorer country, but I mean, the people would just give you the shirt off their back. They Mm -hmm. were amazing it was it was beautiful and it was just it was just really neat to be there and to worship and it was an amazing experience and then we went across the river to Argentina and the people there are they're wonderful as well um, definitely made some friends there um, but the city of Buenos Aires is definitely more European and um, a little bit wealthier and we stayed in host families houses while we were there in in Uruguay we stayed at a hostel and I saw some of the biggest cockroaches I've ever seen in my life that's a whole other story but in Argentina we stayed with host families and so myself and two other girls um, were 
given to this host family to go back and the mom spoke some English, but the dad did not speak any English. And we go back to their house and they show us up to our room and we go in the bathroom and there are two toilets. Uh Uh-oh. And we did not know one of them was a bidet, but none of us had ever seen a bidet before. And so we had no idea what it was. So we're sitting there pushing the button. And (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, the water comes shooting up like a water fountain, right? Like we're like, what is this? And so we're just, we're just pushing the button over and over again, trying to figure out like the water goes down in the one, the water comes up in this one. And the the dad like walks in and does not speak any English. And our Spanish, I'm in like Spanish one or two at that point, you know, like I can say baño, but that's about (laughs) where it stops. (laughs) So we're just like, he just kind of looked at us and like, we're like, giggling sorry we're playing with the toilet like so (laughs) funny we're doing and then we still didn't know what it was but anyway we're like oh oh lo siento sorry you know (laughs) and then we had to go ask our our uh our team leader like why are there two toilets in the bathroom and she had to explain to us what a bidet was that's so i'm glad you didn't drink out of it i was thinking oh Oh, this is gonna get bad oh no 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 i mean we were in high school so like smarter than this the eight-year-old so that's good right right <laughs> that's funny yeah but so we were still very mortified that he was just like can I help you with something like yeah <laughs> but we did not communicate so we just kind of stood there awkwardly for a minute we're like okay bye <laughs> that's funny yeah thank so, you for sharing yeah so now I know what a bidet is it's good that's awesome <laughs> Cool. Well, as we close today, is there someone you would like to pass the ball to? Wow, that's a great question. I have so many uh, women that I want to pass the ball to. And you know what, Patricia? I think I need to make a list because I can't remember now who I've passed the ball to and who I haven't. <laughs> so. Oh, well, the woman who comes to mind, actually, when we talk about leading into your gift, where you're gifted is it's someone we've already had on the show, but I want to pass the ball to her anyway. So Carrie Logus, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, um, Mm -hmm. is an exhorter. Like she just is. I know she is. She knows she is. And she's really good at encouraging people. So she's the kind of one, the person that will write a quick note, like a thank you note to somebody after an event, or she'll just call to like check on someone or text. Like she's just very encouraging. She's very good at encouraging and she really leans into that. And I just really appreciate that about her. So I want to pass the ball to Carrie. That's awesome. And funny you say that because I think Carrie just texted me the other day and encouraged me. So that's right? absolutely that's awesome. <laughs> and you know what? She's a perfect woman to pass the ball to today for both of us because look, she just texted me. So Aww. I will go with Carrie as well. And um, what a an awesome woman. So, And I haven't talked to her in a couple of weeks, but she texted me to see how I was doing with my um, healthy eating because yeah. I was doing a, a special uh, thing for myself. And so that's, that's awesome. Perfect. Let's lift Carrie up and we get to exhort and exhorter, which is always awesome because when you're always exhorting others, it's nice to get, um, be affirmed in your gifts. And that's another thing is affirming others. So yeah, that's what we try to do on here. And that's why we pass the ball. Exactly. 
Well, if you have enjoyed this episode, if you're enjoying the podcast, we would love to have you go onto Apple or Spotify and follow the podcast as well as like and comment. If you will review us, that actually helps so that our ratings go up and more people can discover the podcast and be encouraged themselves. And as always, life is a team sport and you are never alone. Thank you.